everyone, welcome back. Hey guys, welcome to our Halloween special. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is my ghost, my ghost sound. Today we are going to talk about, I'm sure you can guess, fears. Yeah, we thought of like making a Halloween episode um, because we're always uploading on Sundays and Halloween is on a Sunday. And um, we kind of thought, okay, but what's like a Halloween-ish topic? And we already did an episode on ghosting. <laughs> we also did an episode on like phobias. Yeah. So we did like the technical yeah. stuff on fear, but we never really went into... We did actually a little bit, but we're just going to dedicate this whole episode to things that we are scared of. Things we are scared of, things we were scared of. And I think it could be also interesting to listen to this because many, many people actually have the same or very similar fears. Mm -hmm. And you always feel like you're alone with it. But at the end of the day, deep down, we're all scared of the same things. Actually, I thought as a start, it could be nice to know, Lola, when you were a kid, mm -hmm. what were you scared of? What was like situations or things or... Anything in particular that you were always really scared of or several things? Tell us. Yes, I think I was probably scared of a lot of things that I forgot or that I don't remember. But I definitely, definitely was repetitively scared of some strange man being in my room and kidnapping me or attacking me. Which is kind of weird because I feel like kids have like a really vivid fantasy life, but I was never really scared of like monsters or anything. It was always people. So how long do you think did you have that fear? Like approximately or like always? I think always. Yeah. Like I used to have dreams of, <laughs> this is really weird. I used to have dreams about like Osama bin Laden. But also you have to consider the fact that I lived in the U.S. And like the media is so crazy there. They really make you scared of people. Yeah. Also, my brother and I used to watch America's Most Wanted. Like when my mom would go out. Um, which is absolutely terrifying because it's literally a show dedicated to people that are on the most wanted list who are still free. So... <laughs> That is really crazy, especially to watch that as a kid. I would find that really scary now. Yeah, so it's like people who are all out there. And the whole point of the show is... So if you get a bigger audience, people can call in with tips and stuff. And like tons of people were caught because someone watching was like, oh my God, that's my cousin or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's how they found like tons of these people. And that's absolutely terrifying for a child, especially if you're a kid who lives in a big city who like meets a lot of new people all the time. I was so like suspicious of everyone. I would meet someone and be like, wait, they kind of look like that person from America's Most Wanted last week. That's so funny. But I feel like you still have that. No, I still do. Yeah. Like you still also have that very suspicious mindset of people. You're always like, oh, but isn't that... like? Which is also good, I guess. I don't know. It's a very, very ambivalent suspicion. Because on the one hand, I'm so suspicious of people. But on the other hand, I'm, I very easily let people into my life. Right. And like completely allow them to... I don't know. I, I trust them somehow. But I trust them knowing 
that it's going to end up in a disaster. Yeah, I definitely also had that fear. I feel like everyone as a kid has that fear of someone breaking in or someone kidnapping you. I remember I always had a fear of someone breaking in, mm-hmm. always, especially when my parents were out of the house, like in the evening and I was alone at home or with our babysitter and my siblings or something, but still I was always scared of it. Like it really, really increased when the Natasha Kampusch kidnapping came out. I remember I was like eight or something and she had been really like she had escaped from mm-hmm. her kidnapper's house. And um, that really, really terrified me for a few years. But other than that, <laughs> I think this is a bit more funny. I was terrified of two things. First of all, I was terrified of um, Gollum from Lord of oh the Rings. My God. Dude, I was so yeah. scared of him. I think I was too. And I remember this was like the age of people starting to watch Lord of the Rings, as in like um, obviously it had been out for a while, but I was mm-hmm. allowed to watch it. But whenever Gollum came onto screen, I was so terrified. And I remember this is why I couldn't watch the second movie which is basically like where it's all about him or a lot about him i hardly i couldn't watch that um and it's funny because when i watch these movies now and i love these movies and i want to when i watch them now i feel so bad for him because he's actually really cute and like just psychotic but, and yeah, like just a mess that's interesting because i was gonna ask also i don't know we definitely spoke about this in a different episode but this whole fear of a weird man coming into your room and taking you away and stealing you out of your apartment um, or house. We were talking about how that could be a wish fulfillment. So I think it is also really interesting to look at your fears now from when you were a child and seeing that this character is like so vulnerable and like such a poor guy. It really makes you think like, what was going on yeah. in your head. I don't know. Yeah, that's very true, definitely. Because I, I really do look at the whole movie, of course, with very different eyes, and at this character especially. But I remember just being really crept out by the way he looked. Because mm-hmm. it was like this weird mixture of like a, a baby a, a baby <laughs> and like some weird rodent, like just yeah. like naked kind of thing. I was also really scared of this one naked werewolf in Harry Potter 3. To those of you who are listening, if you know, you know, there is like the really hairy werewolf and then there is like the the naked one. So basically, I'm probably scared of nakedness. Right. Um, But that was definitely like a character or a figure that I was terrified of. And then um, this was definitely more of like a neurotic fear. I was really scared for, I kid you not, probably like eight years, seven, seven, eight years of peeing in my bed. I was terrified. And I would be um, really obsessively going to the bathroom. Like I swear, probably like, 10 times within an hour within the hour when I before I went to bed and I obviously didn't have to go to the bathroom but I kept going because mm-hmm. I was so so scared of waking up and having peed my bed so there was something there about not trusting my body and you know not trusting that I will wake up when I have to pee and I know where that comes from yeah because I had an experience where I was really humiliated as a little kid and peed my pants in public and everyone saw it and it was so embarrassing and I was like five or something 
I remember the day. I remember where it was. I remember who I was with. I remember the pants I was wearing. Yeah. And it just really sucked to me. And also this feeling still sticks to me. And yeah, that was definitely like my most neurotic fear as a child. I remember I was like, and it would go as far as whenever we were on vacation or something, my brother and I always shared a room. And I always, the first thing that I did was to not check like emergency exit, but like my emergency exit, which was what is the fastest way from my bed to the bathroom? Yeah. Did you ever have that? It's really funny because I have a similar experience where I really like I can remember myself. It's so weird. Like when you have these really clear memories and you remember being in your body, like I remember being me at I don't know how old I was. I was like eight or something and I was skiing with like uh, my dad always used to put us in like the ski schools and I was with a group and we got to the top of the mountain and then I told the teacher I was like hey I really have to pee and the teacher was kind of like yeah yeah we'll be down soon like don't worry it's fine you can hold it and I was just like okay yeah I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine but then I was just like panicking so much because I was not fine and everyone was ignoring me and they were skiing and I was just like it was the worst it was honestly one of the worst days of my life because I ended up like peeing in my ski suit and the humiliation of just like being with this group and skiing behind them while peeing because you just cannot hold it any longer and then getting to like the lunch spot and having to go to the bathroom as such a young kid and just not knowing what to do it was horrifying I totally get that. These are moments, it's crazy how much you remember them. And maybe you don't remember, like not everyone will remember such specific details. But I feel like everyone has these memories as a kid where you really remember a feeling, a thought or a detail or something. And I remember I once in kindergarten peed my pants. Mm-hmm. Um but there was no one around. I was alone in the bathroom, but I kind of didn't make it to the actual toilet seat. Yeah. So I peed my pants, but no one was around. But I really remember this moment of standing there and being so lost of like, what the fuck am I going to do now? Yeah. People are going to see just the anticipation of humiliation but that I would that just face. shows like our character because <laughs> other kids literally don't give a shit. That's very like, true. Like they don't care. Yeah. But I feel like most do. I don't know. I think I think it also really depends on the age. I don't know. Like the kids that I babysat did not care. Like they thought it was hilarious. Hmm. They were like, oh, I'm going to pee in my pants. And I'm just like, really? And they were like, yep, not going to make it. Yeah, that's that's true. I guess my, for me, definitely when I, when I say all these <laughs> things, I can definitely already hear my more like obsessive. <laughs> Um, controlling structure also that fear yeah. of not being able to control my body like waking up and having peed in my pants and having like quote-unquote lost control in that sense was terrifying at such yeah. a young young age and it's so interesting though to see that this has really always been you it just you know what I mean that yeah. your personality has yes. always been there and it's just also manifested in different fears anxieties etc totally I also have another weird 
I, I, so most people don't consider it a fear, but I would say it's a fear, but it's gonna, it is a little bit far-fetched. Um, as a kid, I had it extremely bad and now I still have like traces of it, but I've learned to kind of deal with it in a better way. But I cannot fucking deal with noises of coming from people. I feel like you've mentioned this before in a podcast. Yeah. yeah, but it's so true. Like, especially breathing. And it's not that I... I don't even know how to really explain it, but the bodily sensation that I get when I hear it isn't, like, that it's annoying or that I don't like it. Like, it's absolute panic. Like, I really go into if somebody was standing in front of me with a knife. <laughs> like, that's how I feel when I hear somebody breathing. And I used to have it not just with noise, but when I was little, I used to have it with also, like, touch. So I couldn't wear any, like, socks. I couldn't wear stockings. I had to cut all the tags on my T-shirts. I was so, like, irritated by everything. It was crazy. But it's... To me, it's really a fear. It's not mm. It's not that it was just like an inconvenience yeah. or it annoyed me. Like it really put me into like a panic. Yeah. Um, for me, it's probably not comparable, but maybe goes in a similar direction. And I feel like because people don't take this so seriously when I say it, but I really have an extreme fear of outer space. Oh, yeah, same. And when I say this, you know, there are people who are like, oh, if I could fly to the moon, I would totally do it. And then there's the ones who are like, I wouldn't. For me, it's 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 not that I wouldn't. For me, it's really I cannot. And I this is I'm not joking. I cannot watch movies that are set in outer space because I get this extremely uncomfortable feeling and I'm I get goosebumps I feel like I have to go into this weird position where I just cuddle myself on like a couch or something I cannot look at yeah. it I don't know it's really weird and for me it's definitely this like again I guess because it's something I cannot that's out of my control I don't know what's out there and it's just this vastness of like the universe and whatever doesn't matter but you know, when you say it, it's like, ah, oh, ha, ha, yeah, I also don't like the idea of outer space or going to outer space. And I'm like, dude, I literally couldn't watch Gravity or <laughs> Interstellar or Star Wars. I cannot watch Star Wars. I've never seen it because yeah. I just cannot even face the scenery because it freaks <laughs> me out talking about it. No, but it, it, I really get that. For me, I think I'm so overwhelmed by like my small proximity of the world it really really stresses me out to know that like all the shit that I'm dealing with <laughs> in this small section of the world like the world is already a huge fucking place and to know that the world is nothing also mm. it's just like this little dot fucking freaks me out yeah, but also at the same time, that is the good thing about it. No, I understand where people are coming from when they're like, yeah, so it doesn't really matter because you're just one person, one tiny little dot, not only on this earth, but in this galaxy. But no. if I think about it for too long, it already like freaks me out. And I'm no, like, no, no, no. It's no, not no. a good thing. It's not a good thing at all. Like, I don't know. I think I'm it a can be. I, no. 
<laughs> to know that I don't matter is very mm. uncomfortable. So the interesting thing about fears, which I think we've also talked about a lot, is when you truly think about like being scared, like it doesn't really make sense. And I also find that I'm like, for example, my fear of people robbing me or not robbing me because I don't have anything, but coming into my apartment and raping me or attacking me. It's not constant. There are times when I have it really intensely and there are times when I don't have it at all. That means that it's not something that you're genuinely scared of. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's almost a symptom and it's being triggered through yeah. certain things at certain phases in your life. But there is this theory about fears that we've talked about, I, I, I would assume in our last episode, yeah. where it's not it's not the fear itself that is scary, but it's something unconscious. And it's kind of like you're almost using a different fear to displace the real fear, the real anxiety at the very that's at the very bottom of it. It's actually funny that I failed to mention this, but I guess we haven't really started talking about what we're scared of now. But I cannot watch any scary things. Oh, no. Neither. At all. At all. Never. Like, I cannot... Ever. I can't I ca even watch a thriller. I cannot watch a thriller. I cannot watch Tatot for the ones who are, like, Austrians <laughs> or Germans, you know. Um, I can watch it with other people, but only when I know that I'm going to also share a sleeping space with that other person whether it's a friend yeah. or a partner or whatever a hookup it doesn't matter but i cannot watch something scary and then sleep alone not because i'll be in bed shivering scared but i don't know it will be on my mind and it's really uncomfortable so i also never watch like thrillers or anything me either it literally happened to me last night i think honestly i think i'm just really fucking dark and i don't like to tap into it Because yesterday I watched Snowpiercer, um, which is this movie. Um, and I I know that I had nightmares all night. And I don't remember any of the nightmares. I just remember one small detail from one of the nightmares. And it's so disturbing. And like the movie that I watched, not a scary movie. It's like a thriller, hmm. action, whatever. But... I really don't know how people watch scary movies. Like, I I have no comprehension. Me either. And even further, like, some people really enjoy watching horror movies. Yeah. Like, if you're out there and you enjoy watching horror movies, like, I've met people who really genuinely love to do that when they're alone at home. And I just don't understand what why. Um, but whatever, you know, everyone's very different. Um, I also just thought because you mentioned dreams and nightmares, I find it really interesting when there's like a reoccurring pattern, not only in dreams, but especially in nightmares, and it's connected to some sort of fear. For me, it's always, and I've had this fear since I was a little child, I am terrified, <laughs> terrified of crocodiles. Oh. It's so random, but as a child, I remember being in Austria somewhere at a lake, being terrified that there was a crocodile in there. And this is also something that always appears in my in, <laughs> in my dreams. We're literally facing like a plate with a head in a crocodile's mouth. I know, because listen, <laughs> the fear and the fascination for them 
are almost equal yeah. and i have gone diving with crocodiles because i kind of thought to myself i will do some exposure therapy yeah <laughs> and i went like diving with a crocodile i almost had a panic attack before i was like what this is so <laughs> dumb what are you doing uh what is what is a fear that you have like today um i still fear strange men in my apartment constantly not constantly when i'm stressed um i would say like a more theoretical fear is something that we also discussed yesterday i definitely fear well i don't know actually i have to rephrase it i am alone so we can't really say we fear being alone but i fear always being alone like mm -hmm. i fear being alone the rest of my life and it's strange because i i really understand it from a perspective of somebody who has never been alone there's people not necessarily who were always in relationships but there's people who come from very very close families there's people who never leave home there's people who still live with their parents um they're on the other side there's people who kind of have always been in like a romantic relationship or some kind of a partnership and i think with the two of us like we have definitely spent a lot of time alone which is nice and which makes you think you know all these like self-help books and people are like you can't love love anybody else until you love yourself um first of all i don't think you will ever like yeah i like myself but i don't think anybody will ever love themselves i'm sorry you're always gonna have things about you that you don't like and i think that's a really unfair goal to give yourself to like love yourself before you try to have a relationship with somebody else mm -hmm. i don't really get that i definitely agree with liking yourself and respecting yourself but yeah i i spend a lot of time alone i've been alone for a few years now like i haven't been in a relationship and i'm fine like i'm actually pretty happy and when i think about it it's interesting i'm happier than i was in the relationships like i was miserable like i had somebody else but I was so miserable. So I'm much happier now. I like being alone. I value my time alone. But I still, for some reason, long to have another person. So a few things to that. I First of all, I disagree with you the, of the saying, um, in regards to the saying that you should love yourself generally. Yeah. I do think it's possible to love oneself because that doesn't mean that you like everything that you have to like everything about yourself you know it's like with another person you can also be in a relationship and there are parts of your partner that you'll never like or that are always going to be a topic of discussion or something but that doesn't mean that you don't love them and i think it's the same yeah. for yourself however i do agree with you um on this saying that you have to love yourself first because you before you like enter a relationship or even like go out there because This is just not how how life works and we're all very, very different. And I think also very often you learn so much about yourself through other people. It's just yeah. what also we grew up with, you know, also from psychology. We know this. It's called mirroring. Like yeah. we see ourselves through our own eyes, but also because we get it reflected back from other people. So another person can really also help you 
um, get a better connection to yourself in some ways. But I do think there needs to be a certain level of contentness with yourself and with your yeah. life. Just because otherwise you will always just look for anyone so you're not alone. Because if you're really not happy with yourself ever, or like not even a little bit, you know what I mean? If you cannot even sit alone with yourself, you're always going to have these expectations of someone else filling that void or just making life so much better, I guess. You know what I mean? I think you also like even more than that, um, you look for people who can give you things that you can't give yeah. yourself. And sometimes there are things that you really should be able to do for yourself. So yeah, I, I agree in that aspect. And I think we all know this person or maybe we've also been this person to a certain extent but we all I'm sure know, know these people who are always in relationships like literally yeah. since they were like 13 years old and they are never single for more than like two months and listen if if that's you and you know it's just kind of happened okay whatever I'm not trying to judge it but for me there is a certain red flag there or there is a yeah. certain question mark there because I'm like what is it about being alone, even if it's just for a couple of months? What is it that you, as you said, cannot give to yourself that you're always seeking in someone else? And what happens then if this person leaves you? Or what happens if just this relationship ends? Because relationships do end, many, many, many of them. And then I feel like not only does this person leave, but it's almost a huge part, a huge chunk of you and your identity. And I've had this experience, uh, this experience with friends to like yeah. an extreme Same. where they really are like, I don't know, and I'm quoting them, I don't know who I am without this person. And this is just something that I find really scary. And again, to a certain extent, I think we all have this feeling for a, f for a little while after a breakup. But when it really lasts for like a long time and it's almost to this pathological level of not having an identity without someone else mm -hmm. i think that's just really scary and that's just yeah, that really something that's not healthy that is scary and i just thought about um which no offense to any of these people because i understand i'm sure i've been that person in the past for sure um me too it's like those friends that you have when they're in a relationship you never hear from them and they just completely disappear. And then when they're out of a relationship, they kind of like cling on to you because they just need someone. Like they just need someone to be there. And it's, it has nothing to do with you. It's because they literally just need a person to be around, which is normal. So when you go through a breakup and you want to be around people because it's sad and it's lonely and it brings up a lot of negative feelings but for me there's like a few people where it's such a contrast like it's really people who I don't know I haven't heard from in two years and then all of a sudden they want to be around you every single day and I think that's like something that's very very worrying and I guess that would be a big fear of mine I never want to be that person yeah I get it and also to what you said before, I definitely share this fear. And I do think that that is a fear we all have. And I mean it. I think we all have the fear of being alone or feeling lonely. And for me, that really much relates to 
the feeling of being left out. Yeah. And I think we are very similar in the sense that I'm also, we're both really good at being alone and we don't mind being alone. And we've both been single for a while and we date and stuff. No, but it's fine. You know what I mean? Because we're not just like in relationships for the sake of being with no, someone. And like, I, I, just, I promise, like, we are genuinely like happy. Like, no, it's not we, like we're miserable. <laughs> no, it's like, I think if you know us, you would agree. Yeah. But what I wanted to say is that, um, of course, I also have the fear of ending up alone and being that weird like aunt that gets invited <laughs> to stuff out of pity because, you know, it's like this happy family in a house and they sit around a dinner and then they're like, oh, should we invite Carla? I feel like she's so alone. You know, I never yeah. want to be that. But I do think that that's something we all share, this fear. And you know why? Honestly, aside from all the psychological, psychoanalytic theories behind it, it's also evolutionary. Yeah why it's just it's 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 a fact in the stone stone age age, when it was hunters and gatherers etc etc people were like in herds we were like groups of people and if you were left out your chance of dying it's a fact yeah your chance of dying was so much higher You you were probably dead so really in our brains it's it's wired that if you're alone you're gonna die definitely and i I even i've i feel bad because i have no reference to this article but but there was an even like an article which was super interesting to me which was about like prehistoric times and they did some research and found something but um they confirmed that people were in pairs even in groups people were in pairs so like this idea that we have of two-person relationships it's not something that we came up with or decided because it's convenient or whatever it really is something that's so so natural for human beings like we were in pairs before we even had i don't know a fucking wheel and i think that's something to also consider when we talk about like getting rid of these ideas and getting rid of these concepts which i completely agree with as well like it shouldn't be that that's the only option But I don't think there's anything embarrassing, which we've talked about also on this podcast. There's nothing bad about wanting a partner. There isn't. And I feel like there's nothing embarrassing. Like, it's not stupid. It's not embarrassing. There's people who are into, like, polyamorous concepts of relationships. There's people who think it's bullshit to just be in a monogamous relationship. There's people who think it doesn't make sense. That's fine. And I totally respect those people. But it's also completely fine for me to still want to have like a pretty conservative like monogamous relationship it's completely okay definitely and i find it really annoying also and really hard that i find these days when you're dating it's as you said it's almost like there's there should you should feel ashamed for also knowing what you want i also know yeah that i want at some point in my life, I really want a serious relationship and I maybe want to get married and have, I want to have kids. I don't know about marriage, etc. But it's almost like at our age also, when you're beginning mid and twenties, I find that often when you say I want a relationship, it's almost like, Ooh, you should rather say like, Oh, I don't know what I'm looking for. We'll see. Go with the flow. Why is it so bad to be like, no, actually, why is it okay for me to know what I want in my professional life, but then it should not be okay for me to know what I want in my romantic life? And I think it's something that's also very misunderstood, especially, I think, 
I would say like with both of us as well, people don't understand what we mean by that. When I say that I want a relationship, like it's not necessarily with you. Because <laughs> people are like, whoa, whoa, yes, like that's, that's way so too true. serious. Like They I, think it's like a marriage I, proposal. No, they're like, I really don't. Somebody told me over the summer, like I'm really not ready to commit. And I was just like, I never asked you to. I'm looking for a relationship, but not with you necessarily. Yeah. You know, like I'm still going to date and meet people and whatever. But like the fact that I want that does not mean that I want that with you. So it shouldn't be like intimidating. It shouldn't be intimidating. And that's at the same time, while I think there is the expectation that you should feel ashamed for wanting a relationship, um, there's also still so much shame around admitting that fear mm -hmm. of fearing to end up alone or the fear of being lonely or generally the feeling of being lonely. And it's really interesting. I started doing this experiment. I'm not even joking. But when I hang out with people, and I don't mean like random people, but friends or good acquaintances, and they ask me like, oh, how is it? Like, how is life? And, you know, you're always like, oh, it's good. But then I started being really honest and not like in a sad, depressed way, but being like, yeah, you know what? I don't yeah. know. It's been a bit rough. I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, I felt really lonely just to see how people react because they get so panicky and they're like, oh, don't worry. Yeah. Da, da, da. And I'm always like, who are you <laughs> sitting on a high horse just because you've been in a relationship for a couple of years? That doesn't mean you're safe you know what i mean we also, all yes, yes. we all have a fear yes. of ending up alone of feeling lonely and i feel like if we could all admit that we would already feel less lonely you know what's crazy though plot twist the loneliest i ever felt in my life was in a relationship so Honestly, loneliness doesn't even have to do with if you have a partner or not. Because it the loneliest I ever felt in my life was when I was living with my boyfriend. And I felt so fucking alone. And I'm like, we're not talking about physical loneliness. We're talking about like with me during that time, I really felt like I'm in this place with this person who does not understand me. And... That feeling of loneliness for me is way worse than any kind of feeling of loneliness you have when you're actually like alone. And also, I was just thinking about like us fearing being alone. And for me, I think I just realized um, epiphany. <laughs> epiphany alert. We, epiphany should, alert. We, should, we should have like a sound yes. for that. The beep, 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 beep. Epiphany alert. I think I actually don't fear being alone. I think I fear experiencing the loneliness that people and me as well experience when they do get out of that relationship mm. and they don't know who they are and don't know who to turn to and really feel utterly alone but like the loneliness that i experience right now i don't think that's my fear i think my fear is that it will turn into something else right yeah i think that's important to mention and also actually a while ago i did like a presentation on loneliness um because just statistics show obviously that during the pandemic you know yeah. it's crazy and it's a big contributor to mental health and 
there is many statistics that have been done and much research that has been done on loneliness and what it means to people. And everyone has very different ways of describing what loneliness feels for them, mm -hmm. feels like for them. And usually the most words that people associate with it or terms are stuff like um, not being understood yeah. or being isolated. Very often it's also isolation. Or for me, it's also the fear of never meeting anyone who really wants to get to know me yeah and not just the way not the person that i appear as you know when you meet me but like really me with all my not so nice sides and maybe my not so happy sides etc um so loneliness is a super broad term but i also understand like i get what you're saying for me it's the same i think it's not that it's about ending up alone but I feel like everyone has these phases or knows at least a moment when they felt for whatever reason really really lonely whatever that feels like to you and I notice it that the more I work and the more I'm just busy in everyday life then I often feel much more alone or lonely yeah. because I don't have so much time for friends yeah. and it's not about dates it's about my friends It's hanging out with people or even my family. Um, it's not necessarily connected to, um, you know, romantic partners or dates or whatever. It's very often just connected to human contact. Yeah. So I think loneliness comes in all different ways. But again, I just, <laughs> I'm just so passionate about this that we should all just fucking admit it. <laughs> that we yeah, all please. have this fear because it's not embarrassing Just as saying, you know, I want a relationship or I don't want a relationship or I want kids. I don't want kids. It's all, it's not embarrassing. It's the same thing as if somebody asks you how you're doing and you say you have a cold. Like it's really, it, there's no difference. Like it's a, it's something that you're dealing with. Yeah. It's something that you're going through. And it's so exhausting, especially I think for people like me who are very, straightforward and like blunt about how I feel I hate f saying something and feeling like it's inappropriate because nothing is inappropriate if you're with your friends like it there should not be anything that you feel like you can't say I'm not talking about being in a professional setting I'm talking about being with the people that you're supposed to feel like you can tell anything to And for all of you out there <laughs> who think that you have to like keep up some kind of appearance, it's really not necessary. And I promise you that most people can see through it anyway. Yeah. Like whatever you're trying to present yourself as, I'm totally guilty of doing this as well. At some point, like you fail and you're going to have a moment where people see who you really are. So there's no reason to do all this work in like covering it up. Yeah. So yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're coming to the end of this episode. Uh, I feel like this was a really important topic for us to talk about because it is something that we discuss so much in our friendship and that yeah. is so normal for us to also just share uncomfortable feelings or feelings that are considered you know, in society more uncomfortable. And I remember like even a few weeks ago, I remember we hung out And I was, and you were like, how are you? And I just said, you know what? I've been feeling really lonely this week. And I remember you were just like, yeah, 
And this this was such a good response because yeah. it was not something like, oh, don't worry. You know, it was just like, yeah, I put it out there and it's fine. It's yeah. not being judged. It's not being evaluated. It's as you say, it's as if I said like, oh, you know what? I've been having a cold. Yeah. I also forgot one fear, which was... <laughs> oh my God, you always do this in the end. <laughs> I know, like... <laughs> I always get reminded of something. Um, I also forgot one fear, which same as loneliness. Loneliness. Don't be ashamed of this, okay? Everybody, please admit. I'm terrified of not having money. Mm. I don't buy all of your bullshit of I just, I don't need much. I don't care if I'm poor as long as I'm doing my art. No. I'm sorry, no. If you really say that and you think that you mean it, then in my opinion, you come from a place of privilege because it's definitely a fear of mine. I don't want to be an adult. I mean, I am an adult, but like further in my adult life and really have to struggle with making a living. Yeah. But yeah, that was just a, <laughs> just a quick addition. Yeah. So many fears. So many fears. Like, I think we could go on for hours and maybe we will another day <laughs> another episode but um that's it for today's episode thank you for listening thanks so much and let us know what you think